Welcome to Devotional. This is Pastor Ariel, and this is a spiritual resource for daily living. We are on lesson number nine, and we're going to be looking at the lesson for August 29th, and we're going to be studying specifically Acts 17 towards the middle of it. Yes, I said towards the middle of it. <laughs> Verses 22 through 31 of Acts chapter 17. We are now transitioning from uh, relating to you know the Bereans, a tremendous group of Christians, and we're not going to be focusing on the opposite of that, the, I, the, the way that the world relates to God. Uh, Paul reaches this place, this uh, hill called the Areopagus, the Mars Hills, where it was uh, you know filled with idols and images all over the excuse me all over the place, and Paul could see that these people were extremely religious, affirms that but then encourages them to look at, um, consider the view of God from a Hebrew standpoint. And he was very careful. And the lesson brings some awesome uh, questions as to how to reach individuals that have no biblical background, no knowledge of God. Uh, Apologetics usually uh, is a branch that tries to do that, uh, reach individuals using logic and philosophy. Um, And some Christians feel very uncomfortable with that, you know, the Bible only. But apparently, uh, Paul saw a place where we can use other sources to reach individuals, and there are guidelines and principles found in scriptures. And I wanted you to grapple with that. You know, how can you use other things? I, I've been careful to use these means, but sometimes I've used um, movies that I've seen in the past that I know were extremely popular um, as reference points in trying to get people to think about spiritual things or secular songs that would have, you know, lyrics uh, speaking of, you know, transcendence or meaning. And using those as examples of, you know, everybody searching for, for God ultimately. And that's, yes, we have to be careful, but I want to see how you think about this. You know, where's the role of using secular sources for evangelistic purposes? Um, I do want to highlight something about these individuals, the, the philosophers that were uh, uh, in that um, hill. The lesson brings out two um, uh, overarching patterns of belief that these individuals had. The number one was that God is utterly transcendent and he cannot have any dealings whatsoever with this world because he is spiritual, we are material, God will never be able to communicate, Uh, God will never be able to be known. We know he exists, but we don't know him. We are separate from him. And the other one is, of course, that there is no resurrection, that all we get is this life. And as I read through that um, description of these individuals, I realized, number one, the, the belief that uh, when a person dies there is no resurrection, it wasn't something unique to these individuals. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 23, we learn about these individuals called the Sadducees, which were very wealthy, very well-educated, very influential. Most of them were for the priest, uh, the, the, the priest group, um, the priestly group. Um, they were Sadducees, and the, the Bible is explicit. It says that the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection. Religious leaders that had been influenced by Greek thought had come out to the conclusion, the same conclusion, had come to the same conclusion, there is no resurrection. And these two are intimately linked, that God is not involved in our world and that uh, there is no afterlife, no eternal life. I thought about this, and like I said earlier, I'm going to use a movie (laughs) right now. Um, There's a film called The Pursuit of Happiness. I've shared this with my church in a sermon some months ago maybe over a year ago, that I saw that movie as one of those movies that I could actually watch because there was no 
uh, violence, um, maybe some profanity here and there. There were no sexual situations. Unique for a Hollywood movie, of course. But I thought, you know, it, it shows the father wanting to be, you know, a good dad to the son and some good things in that film. But it dawned on me. The whole movie is this individual going through so many struggles and setbacks, you know, wife leaving him, getting fired, wrinkled shirts, and all these things. And um, not once does this individual pray. Not once does this individual look to heaven and acknowledge that there's a God there that acts in our life, that acts in our world in direct response to our cries to him. This was the worldview of the Areopagus. These individuals believe that forget about praying and asking God, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You only got this life, make the most of it. So don't expect God to help you out. Don't make God a crutch for your life. If you were going to believe in anything about God, God kind of helps those that help themselves by letting them know you are on your own. And I realized that movie affects people, affects our beliefs, affects how we respond to a crisis. And um, if I were to use that movie as a reference point for my life, whenever I experience setbacks, I'm not going to think about God. I'm going to think about my wits, my intelligence, my energies, my abilities to do for myself. So in the end, the world hasn't changed. And the belief about no resurrection, I believe that outwardly it, the world may not say, hey, we don't believe in the resurrection. I think the way that is being expressed today is this philosophy called materialism. Materialism teaches you that you got to get what you got to get on this earth while you are alive because once it's over, it's over. It's the same uh, lyrics, different melody. That's what I used to tell my students when I was used to teach massage and I would teach New Age teachings, um, Eastern religion teachings. They're all the same. What the Greeks believed back then is the same of what is being portrayed uh, philosophically through the films that Hollywood produces and through the mindset of our culture. Materialism tells you there is no afterlife. There is no God in heaven. So get what you can while the getting is good. You know, be selfish, be cutthroat. In the end, both of these prove to be um, uh, false. Because I do believe that there's plenty of evidences to show that God hears us. He hears you. This podcast may be an answer to you to let you know God is hearing your cries for help. And don't let a movie deceive you into thinking you are on your own. If your spouse has left you, if your family is falling apart, if your health is decaying, don't for one minute believe that you are fending in this life alone. God is with you. We, alert, we read that in the memory verse. For I am with you. And this is a promise from Matthew chapter 28 where Jesus doesn't say, simply say, I am with you. He promises us, I am with you to the end of the world. Mm -hmm.